West Beyond. Carl, Ryan, and Sam review the new movies you may want to see and talk a little news along the way. Venture with them for The Quest Beyond. The Quest Beyond. Welcome back to another episode. Usually, we like to start with the news, but this week it's a little it's a little different. We got a packed house. We alluded to some surprises that may or may not happen this week, and that's what we're doing. But, as promised, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has ended. We're going to talk about that entire run, what we liked, disliked, maybe what's going to happen in the future. I know there's been some announcements, so it's hard to allude to things, but maybe we can build into that. And Mortal Kombat came out, and off the tail of last week, we're, we're stacking up some movies against each other because... And we can't not draw attention to it. We reviewed the Best Picture winning at the Oscars movie last week in Nomadland. And Chloe Zhao took home Best Director. So I think we did kind of forecast that. So any indication we know what we're talking about? No, (laughs) not at all. We make it up completely as we go. I'm Ryan Starfire. Hey, I'm Sam McLennan. And I'm Kyle. And to top that off, normally we just like to have one guest, but we have a special treat for you guys because we have two this week. Now, the first one is the first returning guest that we have on the podcast. And I know what you guys are thinking. He wants the shot to stay on full time. It's fine. I understand. <laughs> and we're very cool to hang out with. But welcome back to Rob Keys. Thank you. I'm, I'm trying to become a series regular, but my uh, agents are not doing the best job right now. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. Glad to be back, though. We're happy to have you back. Rob's the editorial executive director at Screen Rant, and we'll give you his tags, but if you want to watch him on Twitch and keep up with him on Twitter and whatnot, or check out anything Screen Rant, you'll find that guy there. Yeah. And Twitch.tv slash failcube. Failcube. There you go. So check out Failcube on Twitch. Check out Lugan17 on Twitch. And anything on Screen Rant, you may also come across our next guest. Because Molly Freeman is here as well. She hey. is the lead news et- editor and movie critic at Screen Rant. Woo! Yay! Yay. Hi. Thanks Bye. for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of this as well. We heard you are quite a fan of Falcon and Winter Soldier and you I might specified have some... I specified it was Chris Evans is Captain America oh yeah <laughs> that's the specifics and that is needed I I mean we can go into my thoughts on the whole Falcon and Winter Soldier later but like I did not, <laughs> I did watch and review the first episode and I thought that was very good uh, and that's what I'll say for now <laughs> whoa there's some mystery Ominous. behind that <laughs> Well, we did talk about the first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier with Rob back on the Zack Snyder's Justice League episode. We so did? we did. We all wow. theorized I mean, what was yeah. gonna happen too. <laughs> Rob is a busy man. He's just playing coy right <laughs> this now. This is like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, and like we did with WandaVision, we like to talk about the entire series once it wraps up. So what better way to segue into that? than doing it right like this. Well, I'm sure we have a lot of feelings to share about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
Now, with WandaVision, we had nine episodes. Falcon and Winter Soldier, we only got six. But a few of them did clock in around an hour, whereas a few of the WandaVision episodes were 20, 30 minutes. So there's a lot that way. It was a lot more action-heavy. And you know what? We can just start spoiling it now. And we'll tell you guys beforehand, if you have not watched the series, we are going to spoil everything. The gloves are off. There's no warning behind this one. So if you do want to catch up with it, now might be a time to pause. If you don't, you fucked up. (laughs) And with that, let's start talking about it. Sam, what was your favorite part? The Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Captain America and the Winter Soldier? (laughs) It... (laughs) It really, um, it seemed to take a lot of inspiration from Captain America and the Winter Soldiers in the way that it kind of visually presented itself and like the action and and uh, the heavy use of like themes dealing with the government and um, yeah, like I, I think overall I liked it, but it certainly wasn't a flawless show. Um, it seemed a little inconsequential with certain things uh the the i think that for me at least the strongest part was really just like the action like i i'm still so like uh what's the right word i'm trying to say i'm I'm just like like floored by the way that they can make like this show look so good uh obviously they're working with a ginormous budget but um the, the the line between TV show and movies now, like Marvel's really blurring that, it seems. Um, I'm really curious to, to hear what you guys have to say, though, about uh, this show, because you guys are obviously deep into the mythology here, so just coming from a casual fan, it was fine. But you guys dive in. That's true. The rest of us may have some comic book knowledge behind us, yeah. whereas Sam is just... We're tr- Molly is shaking her head no, so... <laughs> Sam Sam may have met his match then because we throw facts at him and he goes yeah yeah sounds good (laughs) we move on Uh, Rob was very critical about Sam catching a shield on our last episode and how he could do that while doing flips and stuff did it win you over this time Rob Uh, I do remember that now um Actually, in context, it works a lot better. But in, in trailers where where he's just it made it look like he's just flipping for funsies, it was absurd. But that was like part of a that was like the end of a whole montage of him working out his acrobatic skills. I guess. Um, no, truth be told, they did a pretty good job. All things considered, it, the, the problem is not so much how the show handled Sam's abilities or action. It's just the fact that they are honoring the comics to the T in, with respect to his character in this particular series. So that's why they have to do all the shield action. In reality, in the MCU, they should have been using this Wakanda tech or Stark tech to make that shield make any sort of sense, which they hinted at in Avengers Age of Ultron, right? Where Cap had the magnetic shield and it could attach, or was that Winter Soldier? No, Both it's, it's movie, uh, Age of Ultron. That's introduced, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when he, he kick flips it up and he catches it, I wasn't sure if he had a thing like that in, in Winter Soldier as well. But um, I, either way, I mean, the fact that he's a flying character that uses a shield is absurd, but I understand the symbolic nature of it. I did wish they just, all they had to do is say, hey, look, it, it would have been better if he was failing with the shield. And then when he gets the new suit and the Wakanda tech, they made sense of that, right? It's some sort of mechanism where he could recall it. Because, like, I understand it's like vibranium. Therefore, it flies super well and bounces and comes back to where it came from every time but I, I haven't read up the scientific background on this metal they use um, 
that being said, uh, I will say this before I get into my thoughts on the series. I thought they did a tremendous job of making these characters work with their, you know, uh, on paper might be absurd. Like, for example, like, we're open on spoilers. So, like, when, when Sam becomes Cap, like, they straight up, detail for detail, uses caution from the comics. And they make it work. In fact, I think it's one of the best costumes in the MCU. And it, it's such a cool point. Um, it's amazing they made that work. And not only that, the, the, the visuals of him flying, which sometimes MCU Marvel Studios has trouble with their special effects budgets and some of these aerial sequences or the high tech suit sequences especially Civil War uh, but in this one you know they made it work uh, from the first episode and the action in the last episode like those stuff it worked really well it was better than you get from normal TV and it's you know for the most part on the level what you get from the MCU film on the big screen so uh, good on them for that uh, and, and holding true to the lineage of the series because the winner uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier to me is the best MCU movie and also the best MCU action movie and they kind of they honored that and kept that going so good on them because I thought when WandaVision wasn't really an action oriented show and its action was kind of forgettable uh, and this was more grounded action they, they made it work as for the show um, I like that it's a very different tone and style and almost different genre than WandaVision uh, uh, in terms of like overall quality if we were to give it like a review score I don't know if you do that for shows but I can talk about that part of it later. But uh, to me, it's on a similar level, just for different highs and different lows. So WandaVision had some great, crazy emotional beats, some astonishing performances from his two leads, totally different, wild, risky thing. Um, But it had some just awful gimmicks. It had some weird pacing issues. This one has a bit of that too. It had like the, you know, Agatha whole history, witch sequence felt like a bad CW show. It was just all over the place. Um, All to kind of set up something and not totally earn it by the end despite an amazing performance and some some good characters and this show is like more consistent um but also pacing is an issue i know a lot of people complain about the villains to me it's not that is a weakness i suppose but it, it was not about that for me for me it's about finally we're getting some grounded level perspective of what happened to the state of the world after the events of endgame these movies especially the avengers and team-up movies are further and further distancing themselves from their purpose these are heroes saving the world saving people from threats but there's never people there's never stakes. It's the same problem with Godzilla versus Kong. There's no perspective. Nothing matters. And this show, from the very first episode, and I think that's why Molly probably liked this episode like I did, um, it was all about like, oh my God, what happened? The state of the world. Banks are effed. People are all in the wrong spot. You kind of felt for the, the, the core motivation of the Flag Smashers made sense. You know what I mean? There shouldn't be borders. People should work together. There should be help. The financial system's corrupt. Let's fix it all. And then it, at the same time, it kind of loses a lot of that when it shifts into gear midway through. Um, but but uh, not, not to drag on, but I thought like Sam's moment at the end when he gets his big speech and they, they did the same thing WandaVision did where they bring out a lot of emotion, a lot of heart and kind of earn some of those big payoffs. And you combine that with the, the superhero changes, uh, it was really cool. For Sam, uh, I kind of wish Bucky got more time, but I'm sure we'll talk, I'm going to talk about Bucky in particular uh, a little later after I hear your guys' thoughts. But overall, pretty good. And... Rob, vying for that spot on the podcast full-time provides a great segue because he mentioned Molly liked the first episode, and Molly's opinion on the first episode is the only one we haven't had so far. Ah. So, Molly, the first episode, what did you like, and did that continue for you? I So I loved the first episode because it was very, very character-driven. It was very much like... I mean, it was split apart between Sam and Bucky. Like, obviously, they don't see each other in the first episode, but I thought that worked very well because you... It established where they were post-Endgame, um, and it was interesting. They set up really interesting stories, and then they just completely forgot about it. 
um, especially Bucky. Like, he has that whole fraught relationship with his, like, older Asian friend, and then literally drop it for five episodes until he comes <laughs> back at the very end of the series. Um, I... <laughs> Honestly, the first episode was very good. I didn't really enjoy the rest of it. Um, there were parts that I really liked, but overall I thought it was very weak. I thought it could have been a two-hour movie. I thought that they stretched it for six hours unnecessarily. Um, I didn't like the villains, <laughs> and there wasn't enough of the like buddy cop comedy that we were promised. Like Bucky and Sam were at, their th at each other's throats for most of the time. Like It just seemed very tense in a way that wasn't enjoyable to watch. I liked Zemo. I hated Sharon. I hated... I I remember when they announced the show, I wrote an article that was like, if they make Sharon Carter a love interest, I will be furious. And somehow this was worse. Uh, <laughs> like, Uh-oh. I just... I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm so angry about what they did to her character, and especially that it's like all off screen. And you just see like... Yeah. Yeah, no, she's evil now. Like, whatever. She's a girl, whatever. Um, and, like, Zemo apparently is a super awesome best friend. <laughs> uh, which, like, like he kills a guy in front of them, and they're just like, all right, whatever. Like, the guy made super soldier serums, so, like, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just felt, like, all over the place for me. Very messy. I know, I know some of that was, like, down to the changes that they had to make because of the pandemic. Like... I don't know if this is, uh, I don't know if anyone else is going to bring this up, but like they originally had a pandemic storyline, like that was part of the whole Flag Smashers thing, um, and they took it out, and that's why like the Flag Smashers stuff feels very messy, because it's not what it was originally intended to be, um, and I think that comes through very clearly. Um, I do think, I'm getting a little sick, we're only two TV shows in, but I'm already sick of like just six hours of origin story basically, like six hours of here's how she becomes Scarlet Witch, six hours of here's how he could becomes Captain America, like origin stories were played out by this time of Doctor Strange, the first movie, uh, so it's, like I get that it's like phase, it's the second phase of origin stories, but it's still, it's, they're dragging, a, they're dragging their heels a little bit for me. Um, and it sucks because I do love Captain America. I love Sam Wilson. I love Bucky Barnes. I do like Bucky in this series. I don't think they... I wish they'd done more with his PTSD and, like, the trying to heal and move on. I, I was disappointed that they sort of drop it for four episodes and then sort of, like, tack it on at the end. Um, and there's, like, zero resolution with his character. Like, he's still the Winter Soldier, I guess. Um, <laughs> which brings me to my biggest pet peeve of the finale which is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. No, 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 you can't do that. I've been saying since they announced Falcon and the Winter Soldier that they could not name it Captain America and the Winter Soldier because they already have Captain America, the Winter Soldier. You can't do that. Like, <laughs> what I'm if it was the like, Captain America? No. No. I, like, I'm speaking from like an SEO standpoint where like the <laughs> and 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 colons don't matter and like it's literally the same thing. Um, but, like, yeah. I feel like that just sort of encapsulates all of uh, <laughs> my... Like, I really, really, really wanted to like the show. And by the end of it, I was just very happy that it was over. Like, I'm very happy about where we're going next, mostly. Um, I'm not really sure where Bucky's going next, because I genuinely have no idea. But where Sam's going, I'm excited about. Let's table that part of it for after yeah. those thoughts. But I will say this. At the very least, the next show is not an origin story. It's all just Lokis and Lokis, right? So uh, that's Are we sure? Yeah, that's like, what you think now. I'm, I'm well, very nobody knows. Now. But but I mean, yes, that's that's a good point. But but still, it's not like 
it's going to be obviously a character transformation arc, but it's not. It's not like here's a new character. Here's a character you haven't met before. We've seen Loki in five movies and his adoptive brother storyline, all that stuff. You know what I mean? So, but like anyways, he's going to get we'll a new see. costume at the end, right? Like he's they got to sell. Oh, toys. you're going to see Loki in hundreds of costumes due to, due yeah. to the nature of the show. Oh yeah, so get, get ready! Yay. So excited! <laughs> All right, Kyle. Yeah, yeah let's hear it, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle must feel alleviated because he's so used to us all dragging DC stuff, but loving the Marvel stuff. And Molly just went to bat and smoked the MCU right out of here. So, Kyle, how you feeling now? I'm kind of a mix of everybody. I think that... So, I've used this analogy on a ton of other stuff, which is, like, there's the Pixar bar, which is they set the bar for themselves. It wasn't us as a viewership being like you only make things this good it was the level of consistency that continued to make it successful and the same sort of thing has applied to the mcu where the reason it exists is because it was obviously commercially successful and critically successful and a lot of other attempted shared universes were not able to keep up to this quality so when we're i don't even i've lost count we're over 20 movies plus we're three tv series like six if you count the netflix and abc stuff but obviously kevin feige doesn't but so we don't either in human season two why not um i (laughs) come on we all want it um no (laughs) no one wants that no it's true nobody wants not even the people in it want it um imax front row i'll be there just give it to me i have really mixed feelings so because I think WandaVision, when it was <laughs> being what it was supposed to be and that what they intended for it to be, I think it was really great. All the stuff about dealing with grief and what that's causing Scarlet to do and how she's dealing with it, that was great. And like Rob mentioned, when it turned into Dragon Ball Z, it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and... We talked about this briefly, and I know I mentioned this in our trailer episode, which, uh, for context, Molly, Ryan watches no trailers. He goes in blind to everything. Yeah. And so I I can't... It, on one of those episodes, I, I mentioned that I thought it would be really great from a character standpoint. We've all talked about how Captain America, the Winter Soldier, is arguably... I, I think it's the best Marvel movie. It's got some of the best character stuff. What made Sam so compelling in that movie was, well, they meet working out, and if you meet working out, you're bros for life, apparently, but also they meet at the VA, and that was really interesting because Sam is is dealing with all these other veterans who are dealing with who knows what, some levels of PTSD, maybe other things, like all sorts of stuff, addiction, what have you, and I assumed, I guess, that that would be the what connects Sam and Bucky. They're both soldiers, but they're dealing with different kinds of PTSD. We've been given no story indication that Sam is overseeing his wingman blown up in the sky, as well as losing a newer best friend, while Bucky, on the other hand, was just a Terminator for rounding it to close to 60 years. And... From a character standpoint, that's really compelling. That's great drama. Getting to see these two people who are dealing with things, on, but on the opposite side of it, potentially. And how that connects them while they're dealing with the repercussions of the 21 movies. 
That's not what happened in the show at all. We get, like Molly mentioned, we get PTSD when he's having uh, sushi with the with the elderly gentleman, and then they forget about it, and then the last episode they're like, "Yeah, remember you're a VA guy, and I've got PTSD out the ass. Let's talk about that for five minutes while we're working out. Then we're all good." Like, I feel that Sam got all the development, and Bucky's was kind of Bucky learned to wear Ray Bans and not wear gloves and deliver cakes. Like, Bucky learned to flirt, I guess, for the most part in the series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, he's... It was a good smile. Debatable, it's a good debatable. smile. He's holding two children up while talking to a mom. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. That's a dad running okay, in fair. the park with his kid in the stroller during the daytime. That is exactly what that is. It's a classic 1940s move. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll ask them out six months from now. Um... <laughs> I think the action in this in the show was quite compelling. I think there were a lot of great ideas. If you were to just read to me what the point of the show was, I think it would have been compelling. But the way that they decided to tell us the story, I think it was an absolute mess in terms of what the point of it was. Like, Molly, you're right. It definitely was Sam Wilson's origin story to Captain America. But it should have been, like, how the these two people who become friends and are dealing with the consequences of Endgame. And then we get an, another villain who does nothing. Um, we're not going to spend much time on this. Zemo wears the mask for fucking five minutes, and that pissed me off so much. This is the... That is a Sony move where you show the ending of the movie in your movie trailer because, shit, we don't have shots of that so we i'm pointing at his picture for our listeners context he puts it on for one scene and takes it off in the exact same scene so that as a like co comic book fan drives me nuts as as rob pointed out we got head to toe sam's captain america outfit even to the neck part which i don't kind of understand the ear holes are they, they, I don't know. Maybe it's just an aesthetic thing. I don't think that part looks great. But overall, man, it is a gorgeous-looking costume. And I think my biggest issue with the show is how they ended this story. Because the last two episodes are not confusing, but they're all over the place. Episode 5 felt like four different stories that had nothing to do with each other. And then the finale was really inconsistent and I found it confusing and as an informed viewer of these movies, I've seen all of them multiple times. I looked over at my wife during the finale and said, I don't understand what the flag, flag smashers are supposed to be doing. I don't think they know what they're doing, but they're presenting it like they had no plan. And when there's, I know this show's not about the villain, but when you're confused because they seem confused, then there's a problem. And I mean, I'm assuming we're gonna get into John Walker probably more <laughs> later, so I will save how I feel about that. I think Wyatt Russell did a great job for what they gave him. I'll jump into that point, but I'll save it for last because it sounds like we're all chomping to talk about that. <laughs> that was my favorite scene, though, and I'll talk about that in a bit. I'm such an easy sell on these things. I was biting this thing hook, line, and sinker all the way up to the finale, and then 
oh, this doesn't make sense. That doesn't, and then I start picking apart the show a little <laughs> bit. So it ha- kind of backtracked that way, but like week to week, ending on cliffhangers, setting up different storylines. I was like, yeah, this is totally not contradicting for episode one, not episode two. And then ah, these don't track at all, do they? I'm just getting really excited because they throw flashy things at me and different names I've heard before. So, but the Isaiah Bradley storyline did not see Marvel playing the race card on this one and that whole storyline. I thought that was a bold move for them to come out of the gate considering I never thought they'd go there. It's a Disney show. And at the same time, I never thought they'd show a potential on-screen decapitation with the American Shield. I thought they kind of crossed a lot of lines here that old uh, Papa Disney would never go for. Mickey Mouse would have to have earmuffs and the eye covers by his parents to get through these scenes. So I thought it did offer quite a few shocking things that I wasn't expecting. They showed me Zemo dancing, which I never knew how much I wanted and how much more I want in the future. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of simple things and simple scenes that don't really add up. The flag smashers, as we mentioned they didn't do too much actually they they talked a big game they hinted at doing a few things but would they do a couple bombs maybe five people died throughout the whole show and then at the end they all just get car bombed when you think it's going to continue in the future like that was kind of a pointless storyline the throwing julia louis dreyfus though in the mcu was a big win I didn't know she was in this at all, nor that she was in the MCU ever. So her putting together whatever sort of team it seems like she might put together in the future, very cool. So there's a few sort of seeds being planted that I'm very intrigued with. But overall, week to week, I'm not sure that the writers were on the same page as to what direction each episode was taking, because it seemed like it kind of seemed like almost our Star Wars on the back half here where some people had different ideas as to what we're trying to tell with this story and some people disagreed with each other is what I was getting the impression of at the end but overall for the flashy stuff yes totally on board with it probably not the most succinct story though and with that though we can say I think John Walker is an anti-hero because he was quite forgiven quite quickly in this last episode because he just kind of shows up and they're like, oh, I remember you last time we were trying to catch you and apparently we were just discredited as Captain America and you could still wear the suit. We'll still work with you. We got to stop these last couple people that are pretty easy to catch and we aren't even going to actually get the last say with. Yeah, but wasn't his arc more captivating than the Flag Smashers? Like, I I felt more into yes. that storyline compared to Flag Smashers. Yes, until he just saved a truck. Like, that was when I went, oh, no. When he showed up and Bucky's like, hey, dude. No. Yeah. No, this is not the relationship that you have developed. This guy is a, cr- I mean, for all the, like, he's not a war criminal, but he has been a non-dishonorably discharged I believe is the t- the term they used so they're like where's the shield bro uh, but you can keep the suit no, no problem 
you want to spray paint it black later? No big deal. The, uh, Ryan, as a comic book fan, I was like, yeah, there's US agent. That's cool. But mm -hmm. when he shows up and they're like, well, we need them. Like, there was no, not even a scene where they were, where Bucky and him are like, well, fuck. Like, this problem is too big for me. I need your help. It was just like, all right, let's, uh, let's do this together. And other than honorable discharge is Other what he, than honorable, yes. Which yeah. is, that is dishonorable, isn't it? Isn't that, is that not the phrasing they use? There's well, no. dishonorable, I'm pretty sure, and like, I, I have no real idea. I'm pretty sure dishonorable is like, you've been, like, you've done something really bad, like, and you've been sanctioned for it, like, okay. you're in trouble. Um, I mean, like... <laughs> am I the only U.S. person here? Am I? Yes, I think yes. so. Okay. Yes. I feel like this is all falling on me, and I'm just like I know nothing about the army. <laughs> you are U.S. agent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have it here. Other than honorable is the most severe form of administrative discharge, and then dishonorable is a punitive discharge rather okay. than administrative. Yeah, so he still like, loses his okay. benefits. Because dishonorable <laughs> yeah. discharge is like if they found out you were gay in the military, that's how they pushed you out. Wow. Um, right. Yeah. So okay, that makes sense that it's worse. <laughs> John Walker, because um, <laughs> he I, just straight up murdered a dude in broad daylight, <laughs> and Bucky and Sam were just like, "Yeah, whatever. We forgave Zemo for that scientist. I guess this is fun too." <laughs> like, he's yeah. Like they and then I crossed my care. name off your book. No big deal. Like and we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> Like, Don't worry, I'll take care of this one for you. I, uh, John Walker. I, I hate John Walker so much. I, know. I, I don't mind John he's Walker. Not redeemed at all. No, he's I mean, not I supposed to. Like no, no, not at all. No, 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 no. I feel like he was. I, I disagree like, because I, I, I don't think anyone's trying to say he's redeemed. I don't think anybody said. That. I don't think the audience thinks he's a good guy. I don't think anyone in the show believes he's a good hero. I think that what's her face? What's her name? Valentina Allegra De Fontaine. Julia is just using him. He has super serum. One of the few. One of two people remaining who have that, and that's not including Bucky. Um, so that's very useful for a clandestine black ops operation. That's very useful for something like the Thunderbolts. No one says the Thunderbolts are all good guys. I mean, Zemo is a million times worse. Zemo. It, for all the problems you guys would have with, with, with U.S. Asian, it's 10 billion times worth of Zemo. Zemo killed dozens and dozens of innocent peoples and government leaders at a U.N. thing. That is the ultimate terrorist act we've seen in the MCU. The ultimate, right? A literal king, worse. A, a king Killing of a nation. Four dignitaries, leaders, literally, yeah, the Wakandan king, an African king. This white European guy blew up at the United Nations, Right. But they went to the monument and everything was fine. So, so, so that that's the part where it's like, what? So, so the the, the trickier problem is like, Bucky crossing the line to bring him out. I get it. Bucky's like, so still in Terminator mode, trying to redeem himself and fix problems. Sam, he was trying to be resistant, but he still kind of went along with it. So there's, there's more moral questions there than anywhere else. The U.S. agent, he's a soldier who came through the system, which they hammered that point home in two episodes. Um, I get it. He's a brouhaha elite soldier who did some awful shit overseas, right? We know that. They said that. And you see the conversations between him and Battlestar, which were great, by the way. I like that. It humanizes him in a way. He's not supposed to – and the whole point of the show is like this is the difference between your best soldiers and a god like Steve Rogers, Right? Steve Rogers is not like any other person ever. Even in World War II, he was there was no other soldier in World War II training to be a superhero soldier that could do it. 
Only little scrawny kid Steve Rogers could do it. The whole point of every Captain America story is there's no one, nobody, fucking no one, like Steve Rogers. Not even Sam Wilson thinks he can mm. be Steve Rogers. Right? There I isn't, don't agree with that at all. Who? Who, who can, think, what soldier can be like Steve Rogers and sacrifice everything and never make those morally questionable choices the wrong way? I think that's the point that they're trying to make, though, is that the U.S. Army breeds that out of men. Like, Steve Rogers wasn't a good soldier. He was a good man. That that's was the, the whole Yeah, point. totally. That's, like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what that's, I mean, and, and, and John Walker is one, not. Though. And I don't think that that's true. I don't think Steve Rogers is the only good man to ever live. I think that... No, I no. Think that that's the that's Zemo's whole point is that to want the super soldier serum is to like is a uh, is this what is it to supremacy it's like a step to supremacy um, sure. and believing in supremacy and like Steve Rogers whole thing is that he doesn't believe in it and Sam Wilson also doesn't believe in it he doesn't want the super soldier serum that's why he's worthy of the captain everything you're saying is exactly the story of the show what you're yeah, saying is yeah, yeah, yeah. actually the pitch and that's why John Walker is different he wanted it for all the wrong reasons he wanted to fight but in his yeah. head he's just like trying to be the super soldier but he's he's not the best man or person for that right that's that's the whole point so like it, it, john walker's not redeemed he's a soldier who went too far and but also he's a he's super emotionally overcharged also you, you can argue how the super uh super serum works it enhances all the elements of you including things like rage and you take this guy who lost his soldier the same way sam lost riley what does he do Revenge immediately kills the superhuman bad guy who just blew up some innocence or was part of a team that blew up innocence. So, I, you know what I mean? So, that's the rage. Steve Rogers, in that instance, wouldn't have that same rage. He'd be more controlled. He would bring him in. You know what I mean? Uh, that's the difference between Walker, right? You're saying Steve Rogers would go out in the middle of the street and execute a no, guy? No, 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 no. I'm not that's saying the difference. that at all. Sam wouldn't do it either. <laughs> Bucky yeah. might. I, but I also think that if Steve Rogers had actually been like a strong man and had been through the army, I think... I think the army could have changed him to become John Walker. I think that's kind of the the Maybe. moral question there. Um, Maybe, like that, yeah. That's, that's why Steve Rogers was chosen, was because he wasn't like any of the other soldiers. But, like, yeah, I just, I don't think he's like a one-of-a-kind person. I just think, I don't know. Well, <laughs> don't I'll tell you what, Zemo thinks he's one-of-a-kind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's think a good the character was redeemed, Rob. My issue was the relationship that they've developed with the characters was not reflected in the finale, right? Like, these guys... So, I'm not saying, like, the... the uh, Like, the, the character's not redeemed to the audience. That, I totally agree with. He hasn't been. Like, he is the... I guess, the villain of his own story, right? He's what, through, like, destroyed his Captain yeah. America run. But it was... The last time these guys saw John was him implied decapitation, right? Because Disney... PG-13, sure. and them breaking his arm, and there being to no constant like, out obviously there are consequences for John. His arm is broken, but Bucky's interactions with him, and then when they're all just standing around when Sam is giving his speech, that doesn't track for me. Like from Bucky's relationship to him, not to me the it, viewer. It, it, uh, I'll tell you why it does, because months okay. went by and he was without honor discharge. So they brought him in. He was penalized by government. He's not a criminal. He's not in prison. He's not a, a super villain. He's just a, a person who tried to be a hero and is not good at it. You know what I mean? So he's just he's just a guy who happens to be super powered and ran out and made his own stupid shield and tried to help. And at this point in time, there's a truck falling over the edge and it's like, well, should I let him save those people or not? He's not a bad guy. He's not a good guy. He just happens to be a guy who's super strong. And he this guy happens to be brave enough to stand up to super villains 
when they're fighting super power villains, and he's strong enough to lift the truck. So it's like he's just a guy in the instance there. So so at that point, there, there is it's not like the relationship. The fact is, there is no relationship. This guy's been he's pushed out of the army. He's not part of the government. In his head, though, he's still trying to be a superhero and be the good guy. He wants to be the shield. Again, his motivations are all messed up. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, he is what he is. He's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's what Ryan said. He's an he's an antihero. Uh, and straight up, like it, it, it's condensed because we only get him in five episodes. But this is, you know, beat for B's overall sort of arc in, mo- in half of his comic stories, anyways. Right, ignoring the Avengers stuff. But um, it, it's it's they did a good job making him a third sort of character there as a foil for the for the main leads and again playing with the themes of what the symbolism of what this means and the superhero soldier theory it, they're, bringing, they're pulling so many cards back from the winter soldier especially with the superhero stuff um so i, I think it works for him and I, I think wyatt russell did a great job with this, such a, a complicated character people love to hate him and that's that's the point right yeah he so. was great at that like he is for uh, co- like for i always compared him to like dolores umbridge from the harry potter movies like you're supposed to hate that person and if if you do it's working if you're sort of indifferent then it's not like that person's supposed to be completely unlikable yeah i feel like we could probably talk about john walker forever he's unpredictable i like watching him because you don't know who he's for you don't know if he's ever right or wrong and you don't know what he's gonna do isn't that cool hells yeah he's not a, he's not gonna be an avenger he but like he's complicated he's kind of right guy, but he's also yeah whereas zemo i liked watching him then i thought to myself wait a second he's a terrorist like yeah. actually evil you know what i mean but they made him try to make him so likable and funny and it's like no, he's supposed to be super evil. You can't redeem that. They went too far with him in, in Civil War to make him that likable. So and his that's... way too old butler needs to retire. <laughs> there, I I watched the show with a group of people, and when we watched that guy blow up that truck, everyone was like, "Who the fuck was that guy?" And somebody made like, "That's Alfred," <laughs> and it was like, "Ah, oh, he's the butler. That makes sense. <laughs> he's evil Batman." Your father Evil killed Batman. himself with his own glider. It's that guy. Yeah. Multiverse. It's that guy. Um, just to backtrack a second for Molly's point about Steve. Steve never really saw action, did he? He was always kind of just a gimmick, a propaganda guy. True. Who yeah. was thrown on stage punching Hitler in the face a few times. He never really dove into that action like John Walker had seen. So nope. it does make sense the years of service... What they would have done to a person, what they could have done to Steve. A product right? of the system yeah. and the times and the times, yeah. right? Absolutely, so, yes. Yeah. So it's hard to say what would have happened with him if he could have become John. Like, absolutely. I think Molly was laying it down perfectly there with that. That who knows what could have happened with that, but the man he was when he got that serum is the man we got from further on. Same story with John. And yeah, John was super entertaining to watch that entire run just because he was so off the like he was a lunatic and i think you could tell very early on that there was something wrong with him there's a screw loose and it just took that little bit to snap yeah and he's got zero patience i like when you first introduce him when he's first shooting up he's like hey guys let's work together we need to be together to do this and then sam and bucky are like screw you dude we don't work together and so like they're actually the dicks in the beginning and then <laughs> but they are though you, you watch the, no seriously watch episode two that, that's literally the thing. Two times, John Walker goes up to him and says, hey, we should work together. He knows he's not super-powered. Battlestar's not super-powered. They're symbols for the U.S. Army. And they're saying, we need to work together. These guys are super-powered. And Sam's like, nah. You know what I mean? That they're constantly downplaying this guy, who, by the way, they've never met. All they know, he's got these five service stars. They just know he's an elite soldier. So I found that weird that both of them being military people or a military vet therapist 
were treating uh, two soldiers <laughs> with such so much hate because the government gave them the shield, not because of who they were, simply because they had the shield in the costume. Which yeah, uh, but it, like you got to remember, Bucky and Sam are both like not. Well, I guess Sam is still in the military, but Bucky 100%. is the one who really like he's the one who hopped out of the car first and was really averse to it, and like this is the guy who's taking over for his best friend, like, that the government, like, like, it's all tied up in his own shit. He's not being a dick to John Walker to be a dick. He's being a dick because he's feeling a lot of emotions and doesn't know how to deal with them. 100%. But that's Captain America now. Captain America is the dick who hates on all the soldiers wearing the shield without, you know what I mean? It just felt a little bit much, but I get it, 100%. It's totally human. Uh, But I'm saying, at that point in time, they didn't know John Walker. They only knew of his service record and that he was this legendary soldier with all these accomplishments it's all they knew about him and that he and they treated him like picked up the shield no they gave him the shield they hired and promoted him to be the symbol but he like represents the government side of things right he's kind of like uh so does sam at this point in time like uh in community the guy that plays subway like personified the john walker is like the government personified (laughs) yeah yeah no doubt the government now the government now which is very different from the government in the 1940s um no, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying yeah. it was funny seeing Sam, who is a, literally works with military vets and is a part of the army working in the Middle East right now, is being a total asshole to a team of soldiers asking him for help when they're fighting them for the same thing against the same it, villain. It was just weird to Sam me. I think Sam was that much of a jerk. Like, Bucky definitely was, but Bucky had reason to be. I think Sam just sort of like, he, he had to choose between John Walker or Bucky. And no doubt. Bucky. It was just interesting at the dynamics of they don't these guys who are Avengers just like so not willing to work together for the same cause. It was just interesting to me the development it, there. It definitely felt like the framing of that scene was hinting at that, yeah. but I think all of our like warning flags are going off. Like, no, we know what the fuck's up here. You can't fool us with this one. He looks like the and guy from Up. He can't be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Nobody's jaw is that naturally big. I don't want to throw a complete wrench into our conversation, but I've been thinking about it since I finished the finale. Are we ever going to actually talk about the Sokovia Accords again? No. Do they no, exist? No. Not anymore. <laughs> Can we I get that in canon, though? Existed. It's. I think that's something they regret as much as we regret seeing it. <laughs> like, the rat still time. exists. So, like... I'm assuming you built that for people who didn't go with the Accords because we have no other contextual reason as to why it exists until they retcon it in Loki and they're like, actually, this was built by Kang the Conqueror or some shit. I think S.H.I.E.L.D. built it initially and they kind of hinted at it in the first Avengers and they built a containment unit for the Hulk. Which that's, kinda, that's, that's so fair, so yeah. the, the idea of them preparing for superhero supervillains has always been there since Captain Marvel now, really. So, yeah. um, But I guess they're working with the military, right? So that would... Never I don't know who that. owns that because the fact that AO and and uh, the Dora Milaje can use it to drop Zemo in there was interesting to me. I or guess skip the dishes, but with villains. That's <laughs> if why. It's, if it's for like if it's for prisoners going against the Sokovia Accords, then wouldn't it be operated by the UN? I, I don't. It's, I don't think it's just for the Sokovia. I think it's for super villains or high end international villains. I, I don't. I, it, to be honest, jurisdiction is confusing because, like, to Thunderbolt, me, Thunderbolt, right? And he's the Secretary of State. If, last he we was saw hanging him. out there the last we saw. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was chilling there. So, but if he's con- like this, uh, this I guess it's so UN must be. Yeah, because yeah. if Wakanda can use it just to drop this international criminal Zemo in there, it, mu- it must be so. When we don't know how the relationship has developed since um, the blip, I guess that would have been well, no pre blip because it was. It's I, at the time. So Black Panther is supposed to be 2016, right? Because they say it's been weeks since Civil War. 
and we're not given any context for how long Black Panther. I mean, at longest, it's a couple weeks, maybe. That we get the post-credit scene, which we have no context for a timeline as well. When he's like, "We're gonna work with people," so you're assuming they're a part of the UN. Then at that point, yeah, hundred percent, right? Well, they they already were appearing there. They just weren't yeah. you know, enlisted country. And at the end of that movie, he's like, "They're part of the world community now." And then months or years later, we have the alien invasion, destruction of everything. So everything changes. Then all your again, all the borders get dropped. All that UN shit's gone. It's all meaningless. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I think we're still in the rebuilding phase. This is like months later, which is, again, I like that part of the show. It's like, hey, the first episode does it well. We see it in every episode, especially with Sam's family and stuff like that. And a little bit with, with Bucky just trying to hang out with real people. Um, it's like, you know, the, the world's aft now, man. And the Flag Smashers are supposed to represent that, I guess. Um, yeah, I like that part of it. Because, we never, we, again, I always say this. We never get enough looks at the people. It's something Zack Snyder's Justice League also completely fails to do but all these, a lot of superhero movies do as well we just don't get to see the real real people but seriously Kyle you want to go back tell me where that third act takes place the Chernobyl equivalent like what is this there's you no want, humans there I, I will edit you the Russian family back in if you really want to see the crowd <laughs> no I want to see the rest of the world this is a world threat all I see is an island green screen Chernobyl oh. and the Batcave I guess that's the world as I see it there's or the monument. There's one in. cop there. There's a human we at the monument. We can't talk about Zack Snyder. We will have Rob back when. Don't get me started. When the flash comes score. out and everything else is retconned. Um, I just wanted to kind of go over like some other high points so we can end on a high mostly. I loved Carl Lumby as Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. I thought that stuff was fantastic. Um, what they did with him was really great, and I think when the show was covering stuff like race, like Ryan mentioned. I was impressed that Disney did that as well because Disney, historically speaking, even up until I'm going to include Endgame and Rise of Skywalker, they don't touch anything that's going to hurt internationally. They don't. Or that's going to hurt viewership within the country that Molly happens to live in. Like, they're not... What I'm not saying it is controversial. I'm using finger quotes. I don't know why. But... Touching on something like race in something like this that typically has this mass appeal was a ballsy choice, and I like them bringing that. That's a retcon that I think actually adds to the history of this Captain America, and I'm just curious if we're going to get more from him. I certainly hope so, because that was a great addition to it, and it. I think it really did help Sam's arc with deciding to become Captain America. And his ability to connect with the past and connect with soldiers. He almost helps men, not mentor, but like uh, the same way he was helping veterans is sort of mm-hmm. how he connected with Isaiah Bradley. It was genius. Also, there's a there's a bit of mixed reaction to the scene where he first meets Isaiah Bradley. And on the street, he's interacting with the, the scene with the cops, the racist mm-hmm. cops, stuff like that. So everyone thought, oh, that was a gimmick. It was out of place. But actually, no, it, that played in to the last two episodes. It was building up to that. So they stuck with that, uh, which was good for them. And you combine that with what Ryan said, like the, the violence of John Walker the iconic scene which compares to how like Bucky and Cap handled Stark in another Captain America movie and then playing with the themes of racism with the politics and state of the world it's very modern and so they I think they had to take a bold stroke with this because it is called or they're building up to the the new name Captain America what is America now even in the state of the MCU so good for them for actually doing it and yeah like you said Disney Plus maybe Disney Plus is the only platform you could have done this with if this was an international movie maybe that wouldn't fly as well but with Disney or Plus it's a, yeah. it's a it's a bought in subscriber base so deal with it you know what I mean yeah, and I don't know if you guys want to get into it but now we also know this is set up for something or some things coming up later 
So that's interesting as well. Absolutely. Where I was going to even segue off this, uh, you're still... That's two pluses for you, Rob. You're getting there. <laughs> I will we'll add them you, to his I'll, check I'll marks. let you back on. <laughs> Mal- Malcolm Spellman, who is the showrunner of this one, he wrote the first and last episodes, is now apparently announced that he's developing a fourth Captain America movie. And we know at the end of this one, Falcon has now taken over the mantle of Captain America. What do we think about this going forward? Do we want to see another movie? Maybe a, would a second season serve better? Where does this story go from here? And can Zemo come back? Oh, God. I, I have two things. He will. I, it's just a gif of him on a TV. I have two things to say, and then we can let everybody jump in. I agree with Molly. It's a stupid title, especially given the fact that, like, this is a branding thing that I think is ridiculous because obviously it's because we know who the Winter Soldier is. It's Bucky. We get it. But. For the most part, this whole season is about him not being the Winter Soldier anymore. And he says White Wolf once. I know I read this article on Screen Rant, shout out, years before Infinity War came out because we knew Bucky was in Wakanda. Rob, I think you wrote it, which was Bucky was going to become the White Wolf. Right? And there's, he's, those movies are enormous. There's no time for it. He's there and he has the arm and he has the introduction with, um, with Rocket and whatever. But this whole season is about him not being that character. And he says White Wolf once. Also, the Wakandans have that um, safety measure in his arm. Don't like that at all. But having that be the title doesn't make any sense. Like, by this, like, he's, the notebook's gone. The Winter Soldier's done. He's not wearing two, one glove or two gloves anymore. He's wearing Ray-Bans hoarding it, holding a D- Dairy Queen ice cream cake. That's what I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, and from what from what we know about Kyle, he likes Fast and the Furious title, so we need Captain Four, Captain yeah. and Winter Soldier. We'll C four, get it? C four, explosive. <laughs> oh no! Yes, very simple title changes. <laughs> yeah, just add some numbers in there. What do you think, Molly? I was just gonna say, like, I agree. Like, I have no idea where Buck is going. I do want to wait. Just like bring it back to the scene where, like, uh. Io says his trigger words and he finally like doesn't like that's that was like the moment of like oh he's no longer the winter soldier and it's weird to have that and then still be referring to him as the winter soldier so I do hope that like I don't I don't know what like I hope they give him a TV show or something or like that way like Sam can have his Captain America movie and like be on his own because that's what he deserves like he should not be sharing that like the title anymore like he should not be sharing it with Bucky at all um, and then, like, let Bucky just have a little, <laughs> like, a little four-episode Disney Plus show. <laughs> like, just, that's season two. It's just the Winter Soldier becoming whatever he's going to be. If it's White Wolf, fine. If it's something else, fine. I don't care. <laughs> he has always been second second person on the bill. Yeah. And everything he's been. Yeah. Or he was in a two-minute scene falling off a train. So have we had much Bucky that's not just a quick... Here's where he is now, and he's doing the same stuff, just claiming he's not the same person. He's literally always just been like a plot device, like since Cap One. Yes. I went back and rewatched all the Captain America and Avengers movies, and he's literally just a plot device for Steve to like do stuff. But he's and a sexy plot device, so it's oh fat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, As I found out, episode one, absolutely. Uh, I have so many thoughts on this. Um, <laughs> I uh, 
I'm of many minds on this, but I'll say this. I think what they're doing kind of makes sense. I can also tell you what's in the original plan for Bucky. But to the point about the code name, which I'm not hung up on, he did not name himself the Winter Soldier, and he absolutely did not name himself the White Wolf. That is what Wakandans refer to him as the Outsider. Also, he is not at all the White Wolf from the comics. I don't think they want to go around with a white guy called the White Wolf. That's ridiculous. Um, as for the Winter Soldier... He was named that because that was what his code name as a. Who, I don't even know who named him that. Did people name him that as his Terminator unit, or did the people who made him call him the, uh, the the Winter Soldier? But the answer is it doesn't fucking matter. Do you want to know why? Natasha Romanoff is still called the Black Widow, the person who went around killing and assassinating people, including innocent people. The person so fucking bad. Shield sent the best Avenger, Clint Barton, to go assassinate her. But him being the best Avenger ever didn't assassinate her. He, he made her an Avenger, brought her in, brought her in the fold. If only we had Hawkeye to turn around Bucky back in the day. Bucky could have been a good good guy back you know, in the nineties, no problem. Anyways. And that's why he's the only original adventure to get his own show. Yeah. <laughs> Fact. Yeah, true. Um, but the point is it's just a code name. I mean the the idea is like to redeem the name, I suppose. It's just a theme, right? Black Widow is still Black Widow. That's Associated, they're going to change and wreck on the hell out of this in the Black Widow movie coming out this summer. And we should have seen that movie before this show. But as far as we know, when she's introduced in the Avengers, and if you read the comics, the, 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 some evil, evil shit she was involved in. And she's still called the Black Widow. So much so, the superhero Avengers merchandise calls her Black Widow. So I think the Winter Soldier is not, you know, along the same lines. Uh, it's fine, whatever. But I will say this. There is a cut of this final episode where it says Captain America and the White Wolf at the end that Marvel opted not to use that um, but um, regardless it doesn't matter this is not about that it's a Captain America story a Captain America theme a Captain America icon it's about that so he just happens to be the side character in this I will tell you this as well just part of the story but I can tell you back as far as 2016 2017 when I had dinners with people uh, at the time they didn't know what to do with Bucky or Spider-Man in the MCU Especially Bucky. Like, he didn't have... Yeah. There's nowhere to go with him. He's just They could throw him in other stories, but his story's told. You know what I mean? He, he was a guy from the 40s. He was the supporting friend of whatever. Like, you can build a new story, but ultimately, he's just a guy who has a now an arm, special arm, but, like, who has superhero serum, which so many other people have now. We've, we've seen what he does. We've seen him transform. We've seen him on the Avengers. We've seen others fight for him. We, we know where he's at. There's nowhere else to go. He's always going to be there. Be. Like, but the they, I'll tell you why they're not going to do that because nobody wants to walk, watch another Marvel show about PTSD for episodes after watching a show about grief and we, we just dealt with that we just literally had a whole show on grief and this is like no we don't and we also had the Iron Man th- the 3 delve into the PTSD thing it's like we, we've seen this this is not the same it's the same beat over and over again that's why it's, it's also a side story this isn't about PTSD we just had half the earth fucking vanish and then come back and the whole world is fucked and now your terrorists blowing people up the, the 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 sad soldier who killed some people under brain control we get it we've had three movies talking about that we've had Civil War was almost based on that because of what Stark went through seeing his parents killed by this guy this back and forth of what he did what he didn't do and the emotions of both sides we've seen it three times we get it they did a great job of having him have the nightmares and stuff like that but it's also a story we've already been there so to, uh, it's a problem with the pacing and the length of these shows we, we don't need to delve another how many more minutes of screen time do we need of him being upset we get it him, like, Sam gave him the notes that he gave to the others and it's like you gotta work through it and we get a hint of that but the story isn't about that so I don't wanna see an episode about that holy shit um, <laughs> it's like you know what I mean it's like I get it that's gonna happen in the off screen while we get 20,000 other movies and shows and then we'll see him in Captain America 4 slash 4.5 there's two Captain America movies coming by the way 
there's they're apparently according to deadline also making uh, they're bringing back Chris Evans for a Captain America quote unquote project I don't know what that is or how it relates uh, to this but it's supposed to be separate was it, was it another Captain America movie or was it just another project well they said movie Captain at America first movie. actually the first they said he's coming back to the MCU and in the latest report they said separate Captain America project so take that for what you will it's going to be a show or a movie obviously so. I think he's going to be too busy he's going to be too busy being Buzz Lightyear which is best for <laughs> Steve Steve well actually that's going to be three days of work because he's just doing voiceover Whoa, whoa, whoa. You should go... No. But on the anime front, if they want to bring... Do you know how many many minutes of time Tom Hanks spends in the booth for, like, Toy Story 4? It's not much, man. Yeah. On on the anime front, though, if they want to bring him back, Ice Age 5, (laughs) Captain America gets a little unfrozen for a bit. Oh, wow. Yeah, why not? It's it's funny you said Bucky is kind of the anti-Hulk, where they can only use Hulk when he's with other people. Bucky, they don't know what to do with unless he's with other people. Um, Molly, what are your thoughts on the future, I guess, with both Falcon being Captain America now, Chris Evans potentially coming back? <laughs> I like. I am a huge Steve Rogers fan. I'm a huge Chris Evans fan. I want him to be a villain. Like, I want them to, like... And, like, I, I'm one of those people where, like, they when they turned Steve into a Nazi in the comics, I understood why everyone got really upset about it, especially uh, because of the time at which that was done. Yeah. Um, but, like, Chris Evans in Knives Out as a villain is so freaking good. Like, I just, I just wanted to play yeah. villains for the rest of his life, which yeah. is, like, not... I- not feasible but <laughs> like i want i want evil captain america from another universe like we're doing the multiverse let's go okay. evil cap just bring him in hells yeah <laughs> i'm totally with you I, I suggested that i'm like and i tried to I, when i when that story was breaking i went on twitter i'm like hey him coming in there's, there's many stories in the comics where there are evil captain americas it doesn't have to be nazi cap it could be a modern hydra cap and like you said multiverse cap or Again, if you're looking at the Dan Abnett and Andy Landing like space comics, that ended with like the Revengers coming from an alternate, like the Cancer Verse that came through, and it was like super fucking weird, evil Cap, Thor, Iron Man, all the Avengers. I'm like, well, why not have some version? All you have to do is say different timeline. They screwed up timelines. It was Steve Rogers who went back and tried to fix the timelines by dropping off stones, but we know that doesn't make any sense. So of course there are consequences for that. Um, and yeah, You're if anyone's gonna complicating it, Rob, it, we it's gonna be a scroll. They have no reason oh, no. for doing Secret Invasion. It's going to totally. Be, it could be, but at this point in time, young Chris Evans, and he'll be like, "I changed my mind," or so, like it's. The, could you imagine if it was like Loki being Captain America for like a second in uh, the show? That's yeah. what it is. That everything would make me laugh. Everything we just said is what all of us did for Wandavision. <laughs> Yeah. And it disappointed yeah. Mephisto. Mephisto's Mephisto. in this. I know. It's but you know, but the, 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 I think what Molly's saying on paper makes sense, though, because it's it's not going to be more the same. There has to be a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's also not Secret Invasion. It's a separate Captain America project. Yeah. Movie or TV show, we don't know. Um, but if they're saying that, despite Chris Evans denying it, it's got to be something new and different. And what would bring him back? I think everything Molly's saying clicks out. The story, whatever, we'll figure that out. But him coming back as something different, I think, almost is a must, right? Yeah. Well, I, to, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I saw today Malcolm, oh my God, I can't remember his Spellman? last name. Spellman? Spellman, yeah. Yes. Uh, I saw a quote today that he said, um, there's like a ton of Marvel movies that haven't been announced yet. Um, so that's probably one of them. It, uh, it could be. I, I know some of those are recent changes. There's also two more we kind of, we know there's interest in Ghost Rider and Nova as movies they have not announced yet as well. 
So maybe cap well cap four and five or whatever is part of this. Who knows? I saw a spicy tweet today that said Sharon Carter has been a scroll this whole time. So <laughs> I'm sold on Secret Invasion. Anyone else? Depends who's uh, in it. I feel like to do Secret Invasion right, you almost have to include the whole universe. I don't know how you do that in a weird Nick Fury show, but I yeah. hope it's good. And they're adding like lots of new leads, like Amelia Clark's in it. So I I, I don't want to see a separate standalone little scroll thing. I kind of want to see scrolls actually invading the MCU as we know it and then that they can play with retcons and stuff but who knows I mean the way that the TV shows are going it's going to be set up for another movie like, true yeah. these like they're using these TV shows as the way that they used to use the one shots yeah six hours long instead of 20 it, yeah uh, it, it's annoying but it's also good I will say this despite your feelings in the whole, whole show it, it's cool to see characters who would never the leads become the leads like like yeah. Wanda getting hours and Paul Bettany getting hours is amazing because that would never happen otherwise and they were like so sidelined in Civil War and the other movies and then the same thing seeing like Bucky and Sam I don't care what they're doing just hanging out for a couple hours that's a bonus to me you know what I mean especially in the aftermath of what just happened so uh I'm I'm cool with that so far. I, I like that. I like that they're doing this. It's bold, you know. So, Sam, and not not <laughs> Captain America, Sam. Sam, we've been shoving all this nerd shit at you this entire time. It's inter- what do you feel? It's now? interesting to hear. You guys know so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in regards to Captain America four, we've done so Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like Molly said, it seemed like it was just this long origin for Sam to become captain america uh so we got that out of the way if he's if he's getting his movie i want to see something that's really going to challenge him um so i know we kind of touched on what you know maybe chris evans comes back as a villain but i think a really strong villain is needed now like at this point to really push both of these characters if bucky's in cap four um because that would be interesting to see i feel like villain wise we've gotten anti-heroes we got flag smashers but that wasn't really much so uh maybe this is a chance that they could bring like a a key villain you know dr doom whatever i don't know something like that of that nature and then you know what bucky yeah they're kind of retreading things with him he's not as interesting he's never been interesting to me he's always been a little bland i don't know they should just have him host jeopardy or something i don't really Doesn't yeah. Elon Musk is out for SNL? We're bringing him, bringing the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that, that, that would go over well. Um, it would go over better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I, yeah. I don't have much to say in regards to what's coming in the future. I'll be there to watch, but um, it did feel like this show was. It, it took a long walk from that first episode to the last episode, you know, to get to where they were, and it didn't really seem like they got very far if that makes any sense like it was just a big loop-de-loop and then here we are now it would have been nice if maybe he became captain america earlier in the season and they could have pushed it further but these these superhero shows tend to love to put them in the, the 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 outfit right at the end yeah, so far. It's all, yeah, and it is set up from, now we know it's set up for Captain America 4. So, you know, I, I will say this. When we interviewed the Rousseaus many times for every movie in the home video releases, the one thing they always said about Captain America, regardless of who it is, Captain America's best power is the ability to inspire and lead others. So Captain America 4, presumably, is about Sam forming the new Avengers, which is what we need. There are no Avengers right now. So that, and that's where you, and why would he do that, Sam? This Sam is because what you just said. There's a new villain, a new threat. 
he needs to form the new Avengers, and that's the next step. So it's set up for that same way. The Scarlet Witch thing was set up for Doctor Strange two and her or whatever, the multiverse, which is three movies deep now. So, um, yeah, I think I think we're gonna get there. Like you said, it's all set up. And now we have a month to wait. Now we're so used to this Disney Plus, maybe a week off, and then we got a whole new series to watch. We gotta wait about a month for Loki. So, any early musings for Loki? Are we going to be more interested in that show? It seems like a common thread, especially with Sam here, that these shows are starting a little slow. That kind of building up process isn't really working as great. Do they think we shake it up a bit? Or are we going to get a lot more of the same? Or even a pointless story, as some people theorize, for that show? Kyle? Uh, I don't want to watch Loki. I don't think it needs to exist unless like rob if i if every one of these shows is just going to be set up great i will read it because i don't care about tom hiddleston as loki anymore i i have no interest in him whatsoever we talk we talk the three of us talk i don't it feels like rob is right it feels like months ago we did that episode but the loki arc that they pulled off throughout the movies was interesting to me what's going to be interesting about loki is all the other stuff that has that is happening around him. So if he's traveling through the multiverse, great. The multiverse stuff's going to be awesome. Do I care about Loki? No. This is Avengers Loki, 2012-ish, depending on the timeline. It's never been concrete. And we're getting Owen Wilson. That is a wow worth watching for six episodes. And maybe it'll tease Kang because he's supposed to be an Ant-Man and the Wasp and electric boogaloo in <laughs> time space. Uh, I don't know what it's called whatever it's called so we're gonna get set up uh very briefly though uh i would be completely flabbergasted i don't know why i'm using words like this um if secret invasion doesn't lead into captain marvel like it's going to be miss marvel into secret invasion into captain marvel 2 because otherwise that trajectory makes no sense to me but loki it's included in the subscription so (laughs) it's not premium plus i'm not buying cruella Sam, what are our thoughts on Owen Wilson? Oh, love the man. I, honestly, take Loki out and just have Owen Wilson in the show and just, I don't know, <laughs> him in the Marvel Universe, whatever. But uh, I'm interested. I, I like Loki, like everything we've seen. You're right. I, I have no idea what they're going to do with this show, um, but I'm open to it. So I don't know. I, I mean, Kyle feels very negatively about it. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to embrace it with open arms, whatever they give me. It's, it seems interesting that they're doing the What If series when this seems like maybe they could have thrown a couple of those stories in this. and But it's cheaper to do What If if you animate it and just get voice work. So <laughs> let's do it that way. Molly, how are you feeling about Loki? I mean, I feel like you guys are... Uh, the show is not for you. It's for girls who are on Tumblr in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's well done. Well done. Audience. <laughs> Um, I like I was on Tumblr in 2012 when the Avengers came out. I remember, I remember that very well. Uh, <laughs> they're all very happy. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that I think like especially like female fans are going to eat that show up. I have no idea what the story is about, but I'm kind of excited to see Tom Hiddleston just be Loki for six hours or whatever how many episodes is it i feel like i should know more about this show than i do at this point it's six it comes out in a month two yeah. months i don't even know when it comes june, out. It's like mid june yeah 
Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. I think Tom Hiddleston as Loki is good. Obviously, they're retconning him from where he was, which was better. Dead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Loki and, like, Thor Ragnarok, Loki and Thor Ragnarok was so good. And, like, him and Hemsworth, so good. I don't I don't know what Loki is without Hemsworth, honestly. Um, I mean, I guess, like, yeah. Avengers, first Avengers. But, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect from that. Uh, that show, but I, I will watch anything Marvel. So except except Inhumans. Inhumans season one is the only Marvel thing I've not seen. <laughs> oh man, it's on there. If you, if you go searching, it's on I Disney tried. Plus. I tried it's to watch bad. it. I got like two episodes in, and I couldn't do it. Oh. I knew it's like, that's I it's that's where your problem was. Is you didn't go to IMAX like they intended <laughs> and watch those first two episodes. I did you have a screener for those, or did you go to... I don't remember. I feel like I, someone asked me if I was going to that, or we... Someone else covered the premiere, like, the... Someone else reviewed it, so I have no idea, but I... That show, no. You know it's bad when they, like, haphazardly invite us to a Hawaii set visit, and then, like, tell us not to really run any of it. <laughs> and then also IMAX is like, we made a mistake. <laughs> and Kevin Feige's like, I don't want to make the Inhumans. We're going to dump it on the TV division. So all red flags everywhere. So it's too bad because the SI has some talented actors they did nothing with. So, yeah, I mean, uh, poor Anson Mount. At least he got to play uh, Pike in Star Trek Discovery, and he's amazing in that. So watch that instead. Um, and he's he getting did. his own Star Trek show. Hells yeah. yeah. Um what was I going to say? So the Loki thing, it's, it's funny. When I, th- I don't really think about it much, so I'm not hyped about it. But if I stop and think about it, it is pretty exciting because it's different. It's another example where, like, more than the other two shows, they don't have to tie themselves to anything. It's not based on Earth. It's not based... It's, it's not, it doesn't have to set up anything other than one of the many Lokis they can deal with in the, in the multiverse. Uh, and it can really play with a lot of the different Loki versions in the comics, like Lady Loki, the older Loki, historical Lokis, Lokis from, you know, different... And, and But more importantly, more of a villainous Loki or villainous Lokis uh, across the board, which is nice because, like, they, they played a little fast and loose in making Loki pretty redeemable, even though he keeps doing his trickery. But I want to see some real god of mischief dealing with other gods of mischief. We take someone so manipulative and potentially powerful and putting him up against others like that, that seems cool. And then you throw in a writer from Rick and Morty, which is literally this show. Like the, It's like the Rick universe, the Council of Interstellar Ricks or whatever. It's, it's, it's that. But with Loki, and, and you throw in Owen Wilson, it seems like there's so much potential for something really, really cool and goofy there. Um, so, I mean, when I think about that, I'm like, if they do something crazy with that, that's really exciting. And then, who knows, maybe they could throw in this alternate, different Loki can show up in Thor 4 or 5, who knows? But uh, it's cool. It's cool they can play, do something different with the multiverse other than saying, we screwed up. Uh, there's new bad guys now. Now we can play with characters in the multiverse, um, which is a neat idea for a character who's otherwise dead. So it's interesting, for sure. It it hasn't been said. It needs to be said. Wow. But <laughs> no. Well done. The idea, like, we're getting these hints of Lady Loki and Kid Loki and Dog Loki and I hope there's a Frog Loki yeah. and let's have all the Lokis in this. It's interesting that he is going to be post-Avengers, so he's still technically bad. He now will find out Thanos is not around. So, what... Like, he's obviously traveled space. He knows what's out there. And if Thanos was the one he made a deal with, he may have been the, one of the most powerful people out there. Without that governing body out there, 
He probably doesn't want to stick around Earth where he just got his ass kicked, so hopefully he does not come back to Earth at all with these stories. That'll A, save them from trying to rope back anyone in that doesn't want to come back for the show, and B, we'll get introduced to a lot of new areas to explore, and those areas can branch into Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor and everyone else that's going to space now, and Nova if we're going to follow that path. So I have a feeling it may be a little pointless low-key wise because we've already had a huge arc redeeming quality wrap up death sad blue loki and now we're going to set up maybe four or five different shows out that way which as we've established these are all going to be let's just set up a different movie let's still make the movies count no matter what's happening even though black widow is 10 years overdue Ugh. but let's let's not talk about that you're getting it it's in the future we're just going to push it back six times and it'll count right it's interesting to see where they're going to go with it i really hope it's not just like a very simple story and they're just hanging around a lot as long as owen wilson's in those scenes i'll forgive it but it it needs to do something to wow I feel more strongly about this show than I do Secret Invasion, than I do Armor Wars right now, but we're getting a lot of these names thrown at us with hopes that they're going somewhere, and only a few of them had me hyped up at, when I first heard about them, and a lot of them I'm like, really? I don't know what we've done the legwork to actually establish this. Yeah, I'll have one more point. This is like one of those multiverse time travel type shows, and the despite all the marketing we've seen they haven't really shown anything like it's very limited what we know about it which is the most exciting part for me and to tie that into like this is part of the multiverse arc of the MCU which WandaVision sets up Doctor Strange blows open we don't know shit about Doctor Strange like it's done filming and there's been no leaks we don't know shit about that film just right? text Alfred Molina and you'll be good. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and, and Spider-Man, and Spider-Man is just like, uh, if you believe the trades, there's a bunch of actors coming back, but we really don't know what it's really about. You know what I mean? So they've done a good job keeping that all under wraps, more than usual with these Marvel films, right? Uh, so that's kind of exciting. I'm glad that whole part of the MCU is still kind of under shadows right now. So that's cool to me. And for our yeah, listeners, so- if you were paying attention, that is our, our one episode pot shot at Armor Wars. So that was at like minute 16... I feel like that was my second shot at it this episode. (laughs) Um, Yes, it's... With the multiverse, there's a lot of expansion that can be done. Who knows where that's going. It's not like when they filmed Suicide Squad in Toronto and you could have watched the entire movie before it came out. (laughs) Just on Twitter for... Better way to watch it, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That is an Oscar-winning movie. Yeah, you keep telling me that. (laughs) All right. Well, I think with that, we can wrap up our talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We've gone quite long, and we've explored a lot of different angles with it, and we did not shy away from the politics like that show did as well. So with that, if you haven't watched it, hopefully this gave you a push to go check it out, or it might not be your cup of tea. So Watch it. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) They're not paying me. I don't got to say that. (laughs) Yet. Yet. (laughs) yet I'll take money (laughs) well we'll put a pin in it with that then that's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier we've talked about it enough we've gone a lot of different areas with this guy and we had two great special guests on as well and we appreciate you guys both 
taking the time rob for coming back molly for coming on the first time and we hope to have you guys back in the future i know rob's vying for that that one extra seat so you got a few brownie points tonight that's for sure um and if you guys want to go check out any of the work again anything on screen rant they have many hands in molly is on twitter if it's okay to plug it if you want yep i'm on twitter at molly rocket that's m-o-l-l-y-r-o-c-k-i-t it was my like college radio dj name <laughs> that's why oh, it's nice. like so it's music related and not like rockets like a rocket ship um <laughs> I, i'm always like like whenever i say it out loud i'm like oh it sounds like i'm talking about rocket ships but i'm not i'm talking about music <laughs> honestly the first time i saw it i was like is she trying to rhyme with Polly Pocket? <laughs> no, no. I okay. So I was like, me and my roommate, we were both on the radio, and we were trying to come up with uh, DJ names for ourselves freshman year. And she, her name is Carly. So we came up with Carly Rocket, and I was just like, you know what? I'm taking that. <laughs> I came up with it. So I was like, no, that's mine now. <laughs> and she became DJ Carly Fries, um, which is from. That's, good That's a good one. Uh, what's that? It was like a cheerleader movie. I don't know. Back in the late 2000s. Bring it on. No, no. It was. <laughs> it was like two dudes joined the cheerleading squad to like get girls. Oh, fired up! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the girlfriend's name is Carly, so he like makes up weird nicknames. <laughs> oh, for her. that's so right. He does call say her, that. We would call her different things. I think another one is Carl's Barkley. Um, uh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> my roommate hated that one so we just stuck with carly fries um but yeah that's the the story behind my twitter handle that i've had since 2012 i know one thing about changing my last name for radio so that's what i work in and starfire is not my last name <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah i know you guys don't even know me anymore um but yes molly thank you so much for being on and talking falcon and the winter soldier Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I know you like that. Nope. <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier forever. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob, a.k.a. Bobby Keys, for coming back. That's Rob. <laughs> oh, no, dirty Bobby. No, 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 no. Um, I have no interesting <laughs> story by my Twitter name. Uh, Rob underscore Keys. K-E-Y-E-S. But I am FailCube on Instagram and, and uh, Twitch where I stream in the evenings. So, so FailCube and Rob, thanks again for coming back on. Molly, thanks again. And we'll talk to you guys later. And you guys listening aren't done with us because we still got some fun to talk about. And that's in this little franchise based on a video game. I believe it was the first video game that influenced the rating system because it was so bloody, as far as I know. So we're talking Mortal Kombat next. Mortal Kombat. I was going to do the very popular way to say it, but I'm not going to. It'll come up probably three more times. So They didn't we'll do it either. That's true. They didn't do it. But we did get... No, I'll save that for spoilers as well. <laughs> because you're going to have to wait for that. Yeah, that's we right. Cole this, Young. Is not, this is not spoiler segment. That only was for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier right off the bat. This is going to be strictly non-spoilers for Mortal Kombat. The newest venture into this franchise. We did get a previous iteration and a sequel that sort of was hated called Annihilation. And it was put on the shelf for almost 20 years and we're trying again. Mortal Kombat is back on HBO Max 
and we got to see this thing starring Louis Tan, Jessica McNamee, Josh Lawson, Tadanobu Asano, McCad Brooks, Ludi Lin, Hiroyuki Sanada, and Joe Taslam. Is how you say it? From Warrior on HBO Max. There you go. Big cast of names there. Not superstar names, you might argue, but a few of them you might notice. And we can get into that more as well. But first and foremost, this iteration. Sam, what exactly was Mortal Kombat about? All right. We got MMA fighter Cole Young, who seeks out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. All right, so it seems pretty on brand with Mortal Kombat. Yep. There's there's going to be a good team and a bad team, and there's going to be some sort of fighting. That's essentially all you got to know, because that's all you really know with the games, too, I would argue, is there's some of them are apparently good, some of them apparently are bad. They're all fighting, though, and that's what we want to see. So with that in mind, Sam... What did you think about Mortal Kombat without those spoilers? All right. So a little bit of context, I guess. Uh, I have played the games. It's been a while, but I played them a lot. I liked fighting games back when I was young. Um, And I've seen the original Mortal Kombat a long time ago. Haven't revisited it. But it, you know, lives in a good place in my memory as like a, a, a fun time. So, I mean, going into this, that's all, all I have. And, um, you know, was just expecting some really bloody fatalities. I think that's kind of what anyone, like, hopes for, for a Mortal Kombat movie. Um, so, right off the bat, I'll say the acting is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of, like, you know, mythology and lore... And plot is just like it's so like forced and like shoved in and like it, it, it's just like I don't care I really don't care about what <laughs> what they're trying to do with this movie and I mean all respect they're trying they're, tr- they're trying to build a universe here and I get it but in the end I really don't care um, but like you know despite those things I was entertained. I had fun. I mean, the action it 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 showed up, and the the kills are great. They're fun. I was uh, I was kind of chuckling at some of them. I mean, we'll we'll go into I guess more specifics with these fatalities later, but they're there, and that's all I was really hoping for. Um, everything around it though is just so silly, and I mean, just go into that this movie knowing that. Um, they do leave out I feel I'm not even a big Mortal Kombat guy like I said but I mean they leave out a huge what I feel like is like a huge plot point in regards to Mortal Kombat but again we'll go into that later Uh, so I definitely didn't hate it I definitely like had a good time with it Um, I was going into this expecting you know like a Thunder Force type of movie like I, I the expectations were really low but uh you know I enjoyed myself um I kind of thought it would be like it's, it's like a movie that would play like gangbusters if you were like in the eighth grade at a sleepover or something you know what I mean like it it, it has that vibe to it um 
But anyway, I'll pass the baton here. Yeah, that's probably fair. It's uh, It's got some things going on. <laughs> yeah. But... It is kind of weird, too, that we're saying Thunder Force, and then we did Nomadland that won the Oscar last week, and now we're doing Mortal Kombat. We're all over the board. So Kyle, not loving Thunder Force, appreciating Nomadland, Mortal Kombat. This is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Citizen I, I Kane. Have, I have, here's the thing. If you listen to our plethora of opinions on Falcon Winter Soldier. I don't think it's crazy to say that this has some of the same problems, which is there's a lot of really cool stuff in here, but a lot of really dumb. The acting is inconsistent is what I'll say. Sam, I don't think you can tell me that Sub-Zero is not the new Terminator, because that is exactly what he is, and he's awesome. I think the what we get, without getting into spoilers, from Hiroyuki Sonata as Scorpion is fantastic. There's a lot of great elements in this. Do we get as much from certain characters as you would like? No. This movie is all set up. We can't really talk about it without getting into spoilers. I think when this is when this movie is what it's supposed to be which is people fighting i would say eight out of ten times it's fucking awesome i think when they do a fatality it is fucking awesome there was one in particular that i'm sure you guys would be able to guess when we get into spoilers that i honestly <laughs> went oh shit yeah i feel like that's gonna be a talking point <laughs> when it happened um Josh Lawson, who played Kano, apparently um, improvised all of his quips, and you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's this is there's a lot of great lore building in here. The execution of it is really bad. However, would I watch a sequel tomorrow? The answer is yes. This is definitely cinematography wise one of the best looking video game movies i appreciate they went practical when they can they used real places we complete we need to give a movie credit i mean we obviously no bad land completely different situ situation but when a movie like this that is a video game adaptation you're thinking special effects and there are tons tons in this movie but they went to real locations they built sets and that has to be commended because of the amount of shitty cgi backgrounds we get we t Rob brought it up. Civil War Airport. Like, <laughs> so I think overall it was a f fine experience. Um, the theme song is there, is what I will say. So I can't talk into that specifically, but I had a fine time. I've seen the movie twice because the fight scenes alone, I think, are... If anything, once those can hit YouTube and not get taken down because of maturity ratings, they will live forever on YouTube. And that is something that I think is quite special about this movie. Well, with that then, it seems like you guys cow a little bit more. And I feel like the opposite you guys felt like with Godzilla vs. Kong... And I tried to defend Godzilla vs. Kong a little bit. And now I gotta say that I thought this was the perfect balance that Godzilla vs. Kong should have shot for. 
because it's stupid plot points that are completely pointless. Exactly. Embrace it. It's the dumbest part of this. I don't care. The games didn't have it. It literally was. Choose your fighter. Beat the shit out of each other. That's what I wanted to see, and that's exactly what they gave us. Because this storyline, these plot points, are dog shit. They're so bad. (laughs) If you try to make sense of it, there is about 40 holes in each thing they tried to do. But if you're in it, and I went in it with the right state of mind, and that is I want to see fighting, violence, and action. And I got all those in spades, and it was awesome. So I had a great time in that regard. Now Kyle brought up Nomadland, so did I. These do have to be judged on the same scale because that's just what we are. And my breakdowns do story, production, and entertainment. And I will say this will lean very strongly in one of those regards and not so. So it will balance out as well. But We got to be probably one of the only reviews that is comparing Mortal Kombat and Nomadland. <laughs> and it needs to be said. <laughs> Yeah, they they weren't holding back on fatalities was the main thing that I heard about this one and god damn I god bless them. They were not lying. They did not hold back on fatalities. Thank god they didn't because that every time I saw one of them and it was worth it. Whew, I was in this movie so hard on that point. The action's fun, it's bloody, the story doesn't make much sense. And I really hope it wasn't trying to because it wasn't. But a lot of classic characters, some of the new additions might have been a bit boring, but the classic characters were there and they seemed pretty on point to me from what I knew. I was not the biggest Mortal Kombat fan. I feel like I played the first couple. I played 10 and I believe 11 has come out now. When I played 10, I didn't know half the characters in there. (laughs) I would probably fail a test if I took a Mortal Kombat character test, but... I could get the OGs, and I saw a lot of them. I liked a lot of them. So with that, overall, lots of fun. Would watch again, for sure. Really hope for a sequel. Because apparently the director's come out and said, it's going to be the tournament next time. (laughs) Now, that point has been slightly brought up, so before we dive into that further, we should go to spoilers. So I think with that, we are recommending, if you're in for a silly action movie, this is, the, this is the take for you. If you were in for a penny, you're in for a pound with this one. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that, <sighs> go check out Mortal Kombat. But if you would like to stick around for a bit more review, Get over spoilers here. are coming. <laughs> Get over here. Yes. It's about to happen. Spoilers are coming. Jump out now if you don't want them for Mortal Kombat. Here is your final warning. It's one more time. Spoilers are incoming for Mortal Kombat. And that's right. With spoilers on, we do get the song. That would come on right there. But you do have to wait for the credits before you get the song well no no you get it in pieces that's okay i did appreciate that if it had just played for two minutes in the movie that doesn't work in this film i don't when i hear the song i want the fucking song i know i want i wanted a hard drop like maybe when at the end with the big fight 
do we let's just talk about the ending because I that is my biggest do we want to do plot really I'll do it really quickly here you go all right so we're introduced we get the best two scenes of the movies are the scorpion scenes that's unfortunately the biggest problem with the movie is your your Superman versus Lex Luthor your Joker versus Batman are in I think it winds up being like 13 minutes of the movie they literally bookend the movie but you know what I will give, I mentioned this earlier, they are the best parts, which is kind of clever. Like, if they, if that fight was mid-movie and Cole Young had to, who is the reincarnate, who is the net, who is the descendant, if that was mid-fight or mid-movie and you had, like, Cole Young, like, I got this great, 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 great grandpa, like, you're leaving the movie like, fuck. But... Because he comes back at the end and fucking rips his mask off and uses his fire breath fatality. You're like, fuck yeah! Like, that is clever. Anyways, so, we're in 17th century Japan. You have the Lin Kuei, which are led by Bai Han, who is Sub-Zero. And they are attacking the Hanzo, who is Scorpion's village. They're hiding out in feudal Japan. And they're they're trying to wipe out the ancestors because I guess Hanzo is on our Earth realm and he is the last defender of Earth. Uh, he's got the tattoo, or the, not the birthmark. It's an invitation. You're a combatant of Mortal Kombat. That's where that comes from. And they have a kid. He gets hidden. Anyways, they th- they get wiped out except for this kid survives and that continues the bloodline of, of, of Hanzo saved by Raiden, who is the guy that I don't think any of us recognized till I looked it up. He is the dude from Thor. <laughs> yeah, along with Zach Levi. Yeah. He's the guy oh. with the mace. Yeah, oh, okay. But you can't, because his eyes are glowing the whole time. Yeah. You never really get... I, I looked it up and was like, oh, that's that guy. Anyways, and then we are introduced to Cole. Cole is the descendant. It's not really subtle. And Shang Soon wants... He doesn't want to do the tournament. He's like, the Elder Gods don't do anything, so we're going to fight them all and kill them all before the tournament. And that starts... He sends his Terminator, who is Sub-Zero, who has ice powers and is now in a dope-ass suit. Again, costume design, great. They all look awesome. They're not in fucking cloth gi belts. They're in well-made practical gear. And he is hunting down the combatants of Earthrealm. And Raiden, or what's it called? We get Jack's pre-arm ripoff, and uh, who's trying to, who knows that that is, he's like, but I never fought anybody. Well, you're the descendant. You have it. Who cares? And this leads into non-tournament fights. They're just fighting to not have Mortal Kombat, or they're fighting to survive, and Shang Tsung is fighting to, to not have Mortal Kombat because they've won the last nine. And this is when I'm like, if Mortal Kombat is this big a deal... Why hasn't it happened yet? Can Raiden not go, I am, am now engaging Mortal Kombat. You can't do anything. Well, if the outer world, outworld, whatever, if they've won nine times in a row, why are they even, like, why can't they just wait for the tournament and then beat everyone again for the 10th time? I, that's right. The- I don't, yeah. You, you're, you're nine of nine. Like, you really yeah, like, don't think you're going to yeah. take 10? <laughs> Why are we going to take out their champions early so we don't have to do this tournament? <laughs> I think like, did the- Chin Han, though, as Shang Tsung, is great. Like, he is hammy and, vi- like, chewing on his dialogue and that I appreciate it. I like the look of Netherrealm. So, yeah, they're trying to fight 
Um, we obviously in the chair. Well, Ryan has now seen his arms get ripped off. How did you feel about that, Ryan? Was that not amazing? Like I knew what happens to his character. Yeah. But when I fucking saw those arms freezing and he just like hoofs them and then falls off a ledge, smokes his face on something as he's armless, I was like. If this is what movie I'm in for, I'm all in. This, this is amazing. Yeah. This is when the movie is the best. And so Cole Young is recruited. He meets, uh, I wanted to call her M- Nanny McPhee, but her name is McNammy. So it doesn't really work. But anyways, Sonia, who has kidnapped Kano. Kano killed some dude. He's an assassin. And he's got the badge on him. And he, we need him to go find Temple of Raiden. And along the way, they meet... Um, they meet who should have been the protagonist of the movie, Liu Kang. And I have to say, Ludi Lin does incredible with what he's given, because he's given nothing. Honestly, like, it was... I liked the characters so far, and, like, I liked that they were sort of on brand, but he was the first one that I was like, he feels like he's the character. Yeah. Like, like he, whenever he starts talking, I hear Liu Kang. Yeah. Like, I hear the voice when he... He's on there. And then we get Kung Lao, who's his cousin, which is a big change. He's supposed to be his descent or his ancestor, but whatever. He is there. And I thought Max Huang did a good job. That character's kind of stoic, and that works. And so this, for me, is when the movie fell off the rails. When they need to unlock their arcana. Mm-hmm. Which I had to look up. It's not a thing in Mortal Kombat. They can just do shit. Which I did think was a decent explanation for... Kano's laser beam. I mean, did we have to explain it? Did we have to explain any of that? You know what I mean? No, I don't though. Like you're in a, you're fighting mystical demons. Be like, you train hard enough. You have superpowers that just have to be unlocked. I don't know why we needed to think. And when this turned into Rocky four, I was like, Oh no. (laughs) It's this is, I also have this point because this is where I ran into the biggest problem of this is trying to explain it all with this arcana, why they had to give Jack's measly arms that barely worked, yet his arcana was to grow metal arms? Why did it like, like, Where's this material was, coming from? Was his ability yeah. regeneration, and because it's not bone, it just made... I don't know. Exactly. What? Right? So Shang Tsung shows up, and he's like, kill them all, we're not doing this, because they've been here, and... Uh, nothing happens, and then they're like, Kano knows a guy somehow who now lives in Outer World, and he's like, we'll pay you, and he's like, okay. Yeah, so they we text him. every now and, and then. This is when we get the first real fights. These fights are fine, but the Kung Lao fight versus Natara. The dragon lady or whatever? The dragon lady, and <laughs> yeah. this was the fatality that went, yeah. oh my god. Which this was, is where I was like, this is peak I wa- Mortal yeah, Kombat. I wanted more of that. Like That was... So that was more chef's kiss. He throws his buzzsaw hat into the ground and directs this demon lady into it dead on, and it Kingsman saws her in half. Yeah, like vertically. Like it's classic, like Bond villain tied you to like a conveyor belt yep. with the laser, gonna cut <laughs> you in half. He fucking sawed her, and there was blood <laughs> splattering everywhere. Uh, and it was good amazing. stuff. So. Uh, Kung Lao she, the is, best part, she didn't have any lines. <laughs> she yeah. just introduced her to die. Yeah, she's Shannon Tate from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, Sharon Tate. I was like, could have gave her a character. Could have gave Melina a character. No. 
nah. just like two lines or grunts. All right, she served her and, purpose. And who's the big problem though? Cole Young. He can't. He can't get his Arcana working. You know, because he's just he. It's not for him. So he gets sent back to see his family, and then they're like, you know what? Let's take them out one on one again. Which I will say, when they introduced hit like Cole Young. And his wife and his daughter, I was like, They're is dead. that his girlfriend and his friend? Yeah. I could not figure out their relation until someone said it near the end, where it's like, your wife and daughter. And I was like, they all seem the same age. <laughs> well, the daughter's I, like, yeah. the daughter could be like 19. I thought I thought that was his sister. And then I'm like, okay, that's his, and then the other one's his girlfriend. But no, they're yeah. like, mom and dad and daughter. All right. Miscast uh, on that one. So yeah. he's like trying to get his arcana and then Goro shows up. Goro looks great. Goro looks great. And shows up out of is, nowhere. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. they're teleported. Like they're Just burst busy. through. Yeah. And that fight is mostly fun. But then his arcana is he gets gold armor that looks like lace, like he he's wrapped like a mummy. He literally gets a long-sleeved Black Panther suit. Yeah, because he, he absorbs like, the punch energy. It, it absorbs energy, and then he like elite. Yeah, no, but like, then, oh but God. then he also gets the. I don't even know what those are called. The nightstick-looking things that he stabs into sticks? people. Yeah. Tomfas. Sure yeah, those. Let's go ahead. Called Tomfas. Yeah. Okay. And it was badass. Like, uh, like that, his story goes nowhere. He just gets well, yeah. it. And you're like, all right, I guess this is a moment of this. And he kills Goro, and that's cool. And then finally, they're like, we need to fight these people on our own terms. And you're like, all right. And now should have been the dun 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 dun. Yes. (laughs) It wasn't. Yeah, because they sort of montage like four different fights. Like the good team, there's a good team assembled of friends, a bad team. And they go seek them out now to kick their ass, kill them. So like they have the upper hand they can do Mortal Kombat I guess next movie these fights are great the one on one fights are really really good and I really liked what they did with them and then uh, they all win Um, (laughs) Sonya Blade kills Kano with a gnome he spat on and then then she gets his marking because he's been bugging her like just kill me the whole time and I actually thought their back and forth was really good. I thought that was a really good part of the movie. Um, but then we get Cole Young versus Sub-Zero. And you're like, he's just getting his ass kicked. He's kidnapped his family. Like, oh my god, this is amazing. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then we get the needle drop of the dun dun Fucking Sub-Zero is here. And you've never been so pumped for Sub-Zero to be essentially a good guy i guess like in terms of the story scorpion 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 the story they're telling and this fight is awesome but here's part of the problem ryan is this was also in the trailer was it so the knife turning into blood was in the trailer as was the ice wall i was like that was so cool when he like stabs a bit of blood and it kind of flies out his back and he freezes it and then re-stabs him with it and I was like, holy fuck, that was fun. Yeah, that was also in the trailer. And the get over here was in a clip. Yeah. I, I get it. Uh, like, you're selling... That's the one get over here in in the movie. I get why that has to be in the trailer. Well, in that re- fight... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, in regards to, like, the get over here, 
you know like they they're throwing out all the mortal Kombat sayings that buddy literally says flawless victory which it was though like it It was was truly a flawless victory right he he (laughs) took no contact and it's just so funny like it's just a funny thing like why would you say that (laughs) and we got um your soul is mine which is my favorite from the 95 film like oh I mean, we've all... Oh, I didn't we, mention Kung Lao dies after he buzzsaws uh, Natara. He gets his soul sucked. Yeah, like, we all have the, the Mortal Kombat, you know, context behind I, I'm really curious as to someone who has no idea what this is, watches so, this, and what do they think about all the flawless victories and the... All right. Um, that's, yeah, that's I do fair, because I am so, curious. So, shout out to Molly who was just on the show, I have her review, which was, I have no context for what Mortal Kombat is or is supposed to be, but I had fun. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. So it, it answered your exact question. There's fun to be had. Absolutely. And, and I feel we will shout out Rob as well, who really wanted to do this review. He just has a lot of work. But I feel his review was the exact same, except I have context. I just don't know what it was, and I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> did he text? Oh, did he post that? No, no, I'm just oh, saying that yeah, was no, the general. Sure. He it told us before yeah. he had to dip off, yeah. yeah. And that, so we get Cole Young and, and Scorpion fighting Sub-Zero. They fight. Sub-Zero pulls his hood back and he uses his fucking flame breath. And it's awesome. Here's one thing I noticed, though, that really... He takes his mask on and off during that fight way too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. He takes it off, breathes fire, puts it back on. Turns to talk, takes it back <laughs> off. It's like, they didn't give off. him enough space. Like, have we not learned from Bane? Come on, Warner Brothers. And yeah. then, so they they have won, but Mortal Kombat has not come. So they're going to need to find the next, the next defenders. And who's the next defender? Some has-been actor who works in Hollywood who's not shown his face. Who's that? Oh, sorry, microphone. It's Luke Cage. Johnny, Johnny Cage. Cage. Yeah. Johnny Cage. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if it yeah, was Luke Cage. Cage. <laughs> it's Michael Coulter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're already just hinting at that sequel. So, like, you know, we didn't get a, a traditional tournament. We didn't get Johnny Cage. So, like, they're like, all right, if you guys want that sequel, here they come. Yeah. We did get a lot of death to, like, known characters. Yes. But then they did say that's only a window or a portal, it's a portal. or something. So I was like, they're all coming back. They're probably back. Co- right. coming back as their, like, robotic selves or something. You know, like, they always, like, have those w- different character types for them. I feel like they'll keep the characters alive who kind of made it through. Like, I kind of feel like Kung Lao is dead. And Kano I, is dead. I'm surprised or with Kano Goro back actually. With the robot face. Goro's definitely coming back. I would I would think so, yeah. So, yeah, it's I, funny. I would think all the bad team is coming yeah. back. Just kind of revamped. Yeah. I think this was a great point though, Ryan. You said like for me, this this was dumb, but it wasn't to the level of like so stupid like Godzilla versus Kong where it took me out of it. Like, all of us can agree, like, watching it, if you're if you're beat by beat following the story, like, ugh. But there's so much of the entertainment value. Now, that does not mean the movie is good. It means it's entertaining, which is what this is supposed to be and what Godzilla versus Kong is supposed to be. But we don't have human characters who are irrelevant to the story, right? Even the human characters yeah. who are 
do nothing, they're at least connected to something, right? There's no Kyle Chandler in this movie. I, I think, I mean, there was a bit of a dip in the middle of the movie, but in terms of pacing, I feel like it kind of, it's stupid, you know, 100%, but it, it's moving at a pace and gets to the next action scene soon enough that you kind of just forget about what just happened. Um, so it, it certainly works uh, in its benefit to just keep on moving, get to that next uh, bloody action scene. Um, it it did feel like the quota was a lot higher on this than other action movies. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of we, we ignored the, the 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 weird like reptile fight scene. Like that's reptile. Like I know, I was games. Rep- but like I was just so surprised for that. It just kind of happened, and then. It was, I think that was actually one of the top kills too, like Kano um, ripping Buddy's heart out. Which the reptile had acid breath or spit, but his blood wasn't. No, yeah, apparently. <laughs> which I thought his hand was going to burn. There's yeah. a thing behind that, like it's like with snakes. Nalina's explained this to me. Like poison is deadly if it's ingest. It's like I can't. I'm. I know I'm getting this wrong, but like there's a difference between venom and poison. Yeah. So like, it may not be in his blood. It may just be like his his saliva gland creates the. It's weird. It's stupid. But I like at no point was I like what, like that's your you're so taken back by this is a great example. Like this is the safe and fast and the furious where you're like who cares like it because it's it's what you're watching makes you forget that stuff. What's hilarious to me is this is three minutes shorter than Godzilla versus Kong, and that movie felt so much longer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this one flew by, just with the amount of stuff happening. But, yeah, it's... I think we've touched on quite a bit of the stuff. Absolutely the highlight being the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight at the end. It's a great way to chop it off, and a great way to sort of forget that because the whole time they were taking on the bad guys and they're like, we'll take on Sub-Zero last with the end. And it's like, isn't Shang Soon still alive? Like, isn't he the big bad guy that we got to take on? Like, it made me forget about that till I started thinking about this afterwards where I'm like, oh yeah, there's a lot more story to tell in this. And I guess that's why we get a sequel. Uh, how little Raiden did in this movie, isn't that? He kind of just like showed up explained some stuff used a little bit of lightning here and there but he didn't really fight did he i can't remember no he, he all he does is like darth vader grab um yeah kung lao and then suck. so i wonder if we'll get more of him in action next movie because i'm assuming they're going to follow through on the sequel i think we'll if we don't get it in two we'll get it in three which is a raiden shang soon fight that's gotta come yeah I, I do wonder if they do like the classic heads fight and Raiden dies and then it's like oh gotta end on a low note to come back for the third one um, we did get the Liu Kang like jump up kick 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 kick, kick <laughs> across the screen <laughs> yeah. I really hope we get the lightning spiral from Raiden though if that's the yeah. case so where do he does like the jumping barrel roll at the guy yes yes yeah I really I, hope yeah. we get um, Shao Kahn Who's like the king oh, yeah. of Outer World? So, so maybe they do have to take out Shang soon next time, yeah. so we get to him in the third one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think on top of that, it's 
hard to get too critical on this one. It seems like we had a lot of fun with the action. Everything else was spotty. It it did feel like when they went for practical effects, I was a lot more in it. I will say sometimes there was CGI blood and it was noticeable CGI blood. And I was like, ooh, they should have stuck with like, just pour the pints of blood in this. The way you've been doing. If we did a buzzsaw spraying people with blood, let's just get this guy's like head smashed with that too. But I mean, overall, I don't even feel the need to get too nitpicky on this one because I had so much fun with the action that it gave us. And I think that's the strongest part of this movie. Now, is there anything else we want to say before we take it to the Rickman scale? I don't think so. I mean, I don't want... Don't, you, you can't go too deep on it because the movie's not deep at all. No, like it's how, a kiddie pool with yeah, firecrackers. exactly. Yeah. I want more of the classic characters. Like, I get introducing Cole Young as an entry point, right? He's he's us. Kill him in two. Sure. Right away. He, like He did not prove his worth. No, he didn't. <laughs> I like Louis Tan. I do. He was yeah. hilarious in Deadpool 2. He's the dude who's like, I'm from another universe. You wouldn't... And then he... It's like De- Dark Star or something. I can't remember his name. And then he gets goes up into the helicopter blades. Yeah. And like, he had green blood. Yeah, he's been in other stuff. And like clearly he's a capable fighter. But they need to make his story more compelling. Oh. And like at the very least i feel like they didn't he's so bland that they didn't do anything with this guy yeah. he was prototypical lead yeah with very few lines he has family so that's why we care you guys have seen fast and the furious right family that's what we're about <laughs> oh man all right then with that let's not go too much further into this one it sounds like we had a good time for an action movie this sounds like it's a recommend from us but Let's see how far that goes when we take it to the patented Alan Rickman scale. So with that, you can do zeros for the lowest. You can do tens for the highest. You can do point fives. We're each going to give our own number. And at the end, we'll average that out and let you know how many golden Rickmans Mortal Kombat will take home today. Sam, looking at you first. Oh, God. I don't know. Like, I, I can't say I'm going to revisit this anytime soon but for what for what it gave me i I can't complain too much honestly like i remember in my initial thoughts after uh, reacting to the trailers like you know what just give me the good fatalities and you know two thumbs up and and so it gave me that um i'm gonna give it a six out of ten um yeah well let's see number two i want to see the actual tournament Alright, so lack of tournament, 6 out of 10. Kyle? I think if you watch this and you want more, it succeeded. Right? Because it didn't have the tournament, it doesn't have our like as much of our Sub-Zero and our Luke Cage... I did it again. Johnny <laughs> Cage and our Luke Kang. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if this was the appetizer, like I'm looking forward to a more straightforward tournament... Which was probably easier to write, and we should include. Which we should include, like, we 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 missed Rob being on the episode, but we should also uh, we should include. He gave it a six as well, so we'll throw that in. We did get his score, 
and he he's 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 unhappy he wasn't wasn't with us to to recap this crazy thing i agree i'm i'm on the exact same page as everybody else it's a six like it's wildly entertaining the fatal sam's right fatalities fights i think you can choreo them better next time yeah i agree like Get the 8711 people in. I'm, I keep talking about the show Warrior, but that's because I've just watched it. But get Brad Chan or Brett Chan, who did that. Like you, you've got some competent people. Like Joe uh, Toslam, is it? He was in the raid. Like this guy, McCod Brooks, in a YouTube video said he's the fastest hands since Bruce Lee. Like wow. you get these competent people. Ludi Lin clearly. Like also, okay, he got jacked. For this, or maybe he's just always jacked. He looks like Liu Kang and clearly is a competent fighter. Like all the other people, they worked. This is not 95, but I want more. It worked for me. And I mentioned it earlier high marks on the entertainment value for me. I'll definitely be revisiting this. I definitely want more. Story wise, they're going to get low marks. It was not a strong story, but production. I think it landed somewhere in the middle where a lot of cool practical stuff was in there. CGI stuff kind of failed. But I'm going a bit higher. I'm going 6.5 out of 10. And with that, including Rob 6, we are averaging out at 6.13. So, that's a pass. It definitely, definitely was not anything to blink at or sneeze at. Definitely check out Mortal Kombat if you want a good action time for the summer. If you want some sort of summer blockbuster, this is probably a good one to start with. And coming off the heels of Godzilla vs. Kong, which wasn't as well received as Mortal Kombat, I think we'd recommend this one first for different movies that are saving the box office right now out there. Uh, with that, though, that'll put a pin in our Mortal Kombat talk and... Thanks again to Rob and Molly for stepping on and reviewing the Falcon and the Winter Soldier with us. And we'll see you guys next time where we'll talk about the Mitchells versus the Machines. So if you guys are wondering what Phil Lord and Chris Miller are up to, we're about to find out on Netflix next week. I've been looking forward to this producing one, yeah. this one. It yeah. looks really good. It does, yeah. Ryan knows nothing. <laughs> Like, honestly, nothing. I see the poster that's them in a car. Yeah. I don't know what the machines means in this one. Like, I'm very blind to what I'm about to watch. I'm going to tell you one thing. It definitely is taken in inspiration from the art style of Spider-Verse. Really? So yeah, it, that's it, intriguing. It's, it's okay. CG with 2D layer on top. Like, if anything, it's going to look incredible. In my mind, I was like, Minions is what I'm about to watch. <laughs> so that seeing that art or hearing that art style's in it, that's getting a lot of a lot of hype for that one then. So we'll, t we'll be here back again talking about the Mitchells versus the Machines next week. It's got Abby Jacobson from Broad City. We all know Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Eric Andre. Olivia Coleman's coming back for this there one. We so we know what she's doing before Secret Invasion. It was the Mitchells and the Machines. All right. With that, thank you guys for giving us a listen. Whatever you're listening on out there, will it be iTunes to Spotify, the list is huge. But we appreciate you guys spending your time with us. If you guys want to give any sort of review, we'd appreciate it. And that's all we'll say about that. I like to ramble on for five minutes about this, so we're just moving on. You guys aren't doing it anyway. Let's not 
Let's call spade a spade at this point. With that, then, we'll see you next week. The Mitchells versus the Machines. Go check out Kyle on Twitch, Lugan17. And we'll, sit, we'll shout out to Rob again, FailCube on Twitch, since he's like a. He was vying for that membership on this podcast. He'll be back before you know it, I can guarantee it. Alright, guys, catch you next week. The quest has been good, but we've taken it beyond.